0: Welcome to Cyberspectives, a Cybercrime Magazine podcast series brought to you by Microsoft. In this series, we're joined by Ann Johnson, Corporate Vice President of Microsoft Security Business Development. From the way the tech industry is tackling cyber threats, to the language it uses to communicate, Ann is challenging traditional schools of thought and cyber norms to encourage the industry to get outside its comfort zone and expand how it addresses the evolving threat landscape. I'm your host, Hillary McClure, Vice President of Multimedia Productions at Cybercrime Magazine. Anne, great to be speaking with you. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having
1: me. It's always a pleasure.
0: So, Anne, according to Cybersecurity Ventures, we have found between 2013 and 2021, the number of open cybersecurity jobs worldwide grew 350%, so from 1 million to 3.5 million, and we at cybersecurity ventures also predict that in five years, those jobs will still be open, even though on average, cybersecurity professionals make over six figures. So to start off our episode today, what do you think about these statistics, number one? And then what do you think about the current outlook for the cybersecurity talent shortage, number two?
1: Yeah, look, I think that right now is a really interesting inflection point in the industry, right? And we talk a lot about the talent shortage. We're also, as we're recording this in a time where there have been some layoffs, I don't think the layoffs solve for the talent shortage. I do think that one of the reasons we have a talent shortage is that it's more we have a skills shortage, right? We have folks that want to pursue cybersecurity careers, but it's very difficult to start and join the industry. And we need to focus heavily on the reskilling programs that are in place, things like what Mike. Microsoft does with our military association and retraining veterans into cybersecurity careers. Things like the investment Microsoft has made globally with community and local colleges to retrain folks into cybersecurity careers. Those type of investments, and you're seeing a lot of public and private partnership there, those type of investments are going to be necessary because whilst we probably have enough actual humans, we don't have enough actual skilled humans. And with that, we also need to rethink how we as an industry think about hiring. I know you and I are going to talk a little bit more about that. So I welcome that conversation about how we think about talent also.
0: Yeah, absolutely. My next question for you is going to be, what do you think has contributed to the shortage? I feel like you answered that in your response just now, but is there anything you would want to add before we get into discussing what you just mentioned?
1: I think that we need to rethink how we write job descriptions. I think we need to think, you know, you and I will talk more about, you know, diversity and inclusion. I think we need to rethink how we think about the talent we're bringing in. If your job description says that everybody must be an MIT grad with five years of, you know, forensics experience, you're always going to have a talent shortage. So when I say rethink how we hire, that's what I'm referencing at at least the highest level.
0: Great. And so diversity, equity, inclusion is a large and important initiative for all industries. And it's certainly one that we heard more of as we entered the pandemic. But it presents unique opportunities for closing the cybersecurity talent gap. And so can you take us through these opportunities and give us some examples of these and how the increase in DEI poses to help close this gap?
1: Yeah, my friend Kelly Bissell recently posted on LinkedIn and talked about something that I talk about regularly. Which is that if we keep just trying to hire the same people, we're going to continually have a shortage. So, we should not only hire diverse folks because it's the right thing to do, we also need to hire diverse folks because they bring a different perspective to the problem and we, we avoid that groupthink. And we know that diverse teams make better decisions. But in addition to that, it's the only way we're going to work our way out of this talent shortage. So, if we actively recruit folks that historically have been underrepresented in the industry, we have a much larger pool of folks to draw from. and we can overcome these talent and skilling shortages by retraining those folks into cyber careers or giving them an opportunity into cyber careers. But if we keep hiring the exact same profile, we're never going to overcome the skills and the talent gap. That's why it's so incredibly important to us to diversify how we think about talent. And that's everything from economic background to race, to gender identity, to college background, to where you grew up, to what language you speak, to what country you live in. I mean, it's a broad umbrella of thinking about diverse talent inside And we have to cast that broad of an umbrella and we have to be willing to make the investments in people and skill them so that we can overcome these challenges.
0: And with that, what should cybersecurity companies be looking for in candidates? I feel like you covered off on that a little bit, but how does this differ from the restrictive job postings of the past?
1: So we look at every job description. And we think it's really important to look at every job description. We look at the language within the job description. We look at the requirements. Is a college degree necessary for this job? How many years of experience is really necessary? There's a joke in the industry. It's kind of gained a life of its own, but I'll give you the example of a JD that was out there and it required 10 years of Kubernetes security experience. Well, Kubernetes wasn't even a mainstream thing 10 years ago, right? So, you know, you have to be realistic and make certain that actually the hiring manager and the experts, not just the folks that write job descriptions, but the hiring managers and the experts are actually screening all of these job descriptions and that you're taking the standard of what is really the lowest acceptable candidate and am I willing to invest the skills? Of course, there are some roles, you know, that you have hard skills for. It's not every job description. And that's why you have to segment. You have to say, where am I willing to invest? What is truly an entry-level role into cyber? And then where are the roles that I actually do need the expertise and experience and skilling? And you have to balance that. We've over-pivoted too long for the expertise and skilling, and we need to have much more balance.
0: And so you mentioned a wide variety of backgrounds that make us diverse earlier. And you also mentioned at the beginning how many candidates do still find breaking into cybersecurity very intimidating. And so with those two things in mind, why is cyber so perfectly suited for individuals with that wide array of backgrounds?
1: You know, cyber is this interesting field where we have really hard and complex problems that candidly, we haven't been great at solving. Right. So we need different backgrounds that look at problems differently. You know, I love to recruit for the military, for example. Transitioning veterans are fantastic because they know how to work under stress. They know how to work on a team and I can give them cyber skilling. And a lot of them have investigative backgrounds also. So I could give them cyber skilling. Folks that are coming from a liberal arts background are going to think about a problem materially different than folks that have a STEM education. So you want those diverse people around the table looking at complex problems and bringing different and unique ideas into solving those problems. The one thing I will say is one of the things we've been working on, and I have led the way a bit here, working on changing the language of cybersecurity, right? If we keep talking about kill chains and detonation chambers and sandboxes, we're not going to attract people either because those are very militaristic terms and they're a turnoff to certain backgrounds. So in addition to thinking about, you know, how we can make cyber less intimidating by opening up to a broader array of backgrounds, we also need to think about the language we use day to day
0: you mentioned hiring the military what else do you look for in your team man this is really mission driven and
1: passion driven work so you're looking for somebody that has that passion is incredibly important somebody that wants to solve hard problems somebody that understands the purpose of being in a cybersecurity field and a cybersecurity career. Those are all the types of different things that I look for on my team when I'm hiring people. And then depending on the role, do I need somebody that truly is coming in with a background or can I invest in and bring someone along in a different role? But that enthusiasm, that professionalism, that desire to learn, we have a learn it all culture here at Microsoft and that desire to learn is one of the incredible things that
0: I look for. Excellent. And I guess, As always, my final question for you is any final thoughts on what we discussed today, which would be the the cyber talent shortage and DEI?
1: Yeah, here's what I would say. We've made a lot of progress, right? It requires daily focus. It requires us to be intentional and deliberate. But we've made a lot of progress over the past, you know, five years. And we just need to keep going. We're not starting at zero with trying to bring DEI initiatives into the industry. They have been successful but we have made progress. And my advice is we just keep going. We iterate along the way, make the changes that are needed, but we should also commend ourselves for doing a a good job and having a lot of focus.
0: Fantastic. Well, Anne, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me and I'm looking forward to our next conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Hilary McClure, Vice President of Multimedia Productions at Cybercrime Magazine. Joining me today was Ann Johnson, Corporate Vice President of Microsoft Security Business Development. CyberSpectives is brought to you by our sponsor, Microsoft. To learn more about Microsoft's security approach, visit microsoft.com security. And for more episodes like this, you can listen to more CyberSpectives at cybercrime.radio.